This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Welcome to episode 128 of the Podcast of Terror. I don't even know if it's the right number anymore. I keep fucking him up and I just, I guess I stopped caring. But uh, this is a production of the Galactic Network. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact information, subscription links, go to gncast.com slash pot. I'm your host, Matt Stein. With me as always is Corey. I don't know what a tip drill is, Scott. I don't, but I also don't know what number this is. I'm not an accountant. I we It's not like we don't have a list of every episode we've ever done with the movie and the guest, and I still fuck these up all the time. Yeah, you could just go. No, I guess nope, you can't go into nope. the that sounds fucking iTunes. Difficult. Um, I could. I was in there before, but I still ignored it. Uh, our guest this week has the most Irish-sounding name with the upper body strength to match. He also has a short <laughs> film available on Vimeo now called Friday. Uh, man, I'm gonna try and not murder a, uh, an Irish accent. Brendan Jameson O'Brien. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone what listening is the upper body strength thing mean? because I, I looked at his imdb and everything is a boom mic operator that oh, okay. is accurate so and like, that is pretty ironic considering my difficulty in trying to connect the microphone to talk to you guys today hey that's um, not your fault that is mac and chrome's inability to just get along thank you steve that jobs that's why we're glad you're dead yeah oh oh harsh oh yeah but i, I don't say it about the new guy because he's gay and that would be a hate crime Corey just said so many offensive things there. Um, Like, as mentioned, so Brendan is actually calling in, kind of, but he still has his Hangout video on. So you can, if you want to watch him in a tiny little box, hold a phone to his face, you can watch that on YouTube. Yeah. We were also convinced that he, his, his like sex fetish was uh, wasting people's time. So that's why it's he's like not oh, having just... his face in a tiny little box. <laughs> that's a better one. Like I just all I've ever wanted to do is have my face in a tiny box, and then we had to break it. Well, oh, this is happy. Then happy Mother's Day to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had to break it to him that Corey and I get off by helping people with tech support. So, so yeah, it really, it really was fortuitous. It worked out for everybody. It's a great way to start things off. We have the perfect relationship because we just get each other off. Uh, speaking of getting each other off, you mentioned another f- short film that the name was a literal mile long. So yes, I'd like you to save mile. that yeah. and then uh, talk about what you do. What do you do with your life? Uh, okay, with my life, uh, like you said, um, I'm a boom operator. That's my day job. I work on uh, movies and TV shows here in New York. But um, Do you ever sing your title I... to Sade? Sorry? Do, I ever do you ever what? sing your title to Sade? Like, I'm a boom operator. No, that actually had that sung to me roughly 5,000 times. Yes. Uh, wow. I don't is, bring the good jokes. Does no, I just bring the no, jokes I know. Still, no, but if there's something to be said for jokes that go right into the zeitgeist. So there's something to be said for that. Uh, yeah, I have definitely, I have definitely uh, 
I know I'm intimately familiar with uh, parody versions of Sade songs as a result of my chosen profession. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I've been doing that uh, for a long time. And, uh, and you know, when I can kind of break away from that, it's a, it's a good living. But I, I write and produce uh, short films, and that's what I've been doing the last couple of years. So, like you said, uh, there's a movie Friday that went around that people could watch on Vimeo if they were interested about um, oh. a girl on the night of Ted Bundy's execution. Okay. Um, and then the other film you said is called uh, Alan Anders for short. The full title is Alan Anders Live at the Comedy Castle circa 1987. It just premiered South by Southwest. And uh, if it sounds like a working title, there's a reason for that. Uh, that was definitely a case of everyone involved being like, okay, we got to shoot it, but we'll come up with a really good title later. Um, and we just kind of went with that. Why do at I the end feel... Now, Corey, did and before this comes up, and I forget to mention it, we we are stealing Brendan Brendan from We Studios once again. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, Jack, Jack, uh, Jack Bacone. Um, I know for a long Jack. time. Um, me and him went to school together a million years ago, and uh, yeah, I went uh, episode of a uh, ninetieth percentile uh, with him and Dan. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. If if Jack You're ever right. again says that he wasted his money going to film school, uh. We have benefited so much. I was going to say, I got, I got Jack's here. money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I feel like Friday is something that we have either talked about or I have heard of outside of Jack or this moment right now. Okay. I could have um, also yeah, we... made it up after a long night of drinking. And fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I spend most nights uh, as well, so... No judgments. Uh, no, Friday um, is a movie that uh, was directed by uh, Laura Moss and, uh, that I produced um, where we're writing partners. And um, yeah, premiered at South by Southwest two years ago, and we had a really good festival run with it. Um, it's about a, like, there's this real life event when Ted Bundy was executed in uh, 89. Um, this impromptu tailgate party happened um, where, like, hundreds of people, you know, pre social media, pre, you know, cell phones just all got the same idea that they wanted to go have a tailgate party across from the prison and count down to his execution. Um, so the movie takes place in this really small uh, Florida town uh, about like, you know, an hour between Gainesville and, um, and Jacksonville where that's the, the seat of executions for the state. Um, and it's just about this, you know, kind of coming of age story this uh, teenage girl and a couple of their kids um, on this night when this really kind of macabre, uh, you know, kind of carnival festival things happening that that really happened back in '89. Huh. That sounds fun. Yeah, awesome. it's the trip. It was a weird. Uh, it was a weird, real thing. You can look up the photos online of the the actual event, and it really is. You know, people selling T-shirts and like burn Bundy burn uh, signs on like the local marquee. And the the title of the movie is F R Y D A Y because that was actually a bunch of signs were around like saying Tuesday is Friday. That was a joke that the, uh, some sign makers had really in exciting. 1989. I think I'm gonna watch this when we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, we're proud of how it came out. It got a, it got a good, uh, a good reception. We had a good run. But yeah, it's it's available. You can watch it on Vimeo. It's a staff pick. Um, just F R Y D A Y Friday. Yeah, it's uh, I'll have the link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, if you just go to Vimeo Friday, shows up right on top. Two lines down, I, big bender. I want to say, uh, just in reference to what you were saying earlier, Matt, I, I want to say that I heard about this on Harmontown. Really? I feel like he talked about me. this I, documentary. 
Uh, My Google alerts are letting me down if that happens, but um, hell, that's a uh, that would have been neat. I don't listen to it religiously enough to be able to back up Corey, um, but I do think I should mention that Corey gets turned on by lying to people. That's true. There's a long list of, of <laughs> turn ons and, and offs that I'm getting from you guys in a very short amount of time. We I feel are like we're very, really getting to know each other. Yeah, we're very weird and strange. <laughs> Uh, and the thing is, I have to have a signal device to let people know because there's no other physical acumen that shows up when I'm turned on mm-hmm. uh, anymore. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. He, he had LED so. lights installed in his nipples so that people yeah. know when he's turned on. Yep. So if you see red glows coming from the bottom of his cam, that he's he's visibly aroused. Copy. And if there's on. a whistle coming out of my butt, it just means I'm conscious. <laughs> that means that his water's Copy. boiling. Okay. It's like wait, did you, it's like the old Star Trek episode with the two blinks for yes, one blink for no. <laughs> two guy blinking lights. Little pod. There are four lights in my nipples. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm, I'm I am curious about this Alan Anders because I see that it's like seven minutes long. So I. It is yes, it is much shorter. Um, it is that movie that just premiered at South by Southwest last year, and we're. Uh, doing a festival run right now. I think we, yeah, we were just in Nashville and upcoming we'd be at, um, we're going to be playing in Denver on May 18th and mm-hmm. our New York premiere is going to be at the rooftop uh, film series on May 25th. Uh, and you can look all that up at uh, alanandrews.com. Um, but uh, it's, it basically, that is a really different movie Um where uh, Laura directed it as well, and I, I produced it. It was about it's kind of like an existential uh, take on a stand-up comedian who finds themselves, um, I'll say, like in their own version of hell, kind of having a psychotic episode on stage, and uh, where the audience doesn't necessarily seem to notice while it's happening. And we shot it with uh, we got uh, three broadcast quality cameras from the '80s, and we shot the special in an old comedy club in New York um, in one day. And it definitely, it's got a weird, weird kind of sound footage vibe to it. Um, hmm. Different, different kind of movie. It's definitely uh, some people have, uh, somebody who's seen both movies uh, came up to me afterwards and said, man, I really like both those movies. They make me feel super terrible in totally different ways. And I thought that was a very nice compliment. Huh. Um, when were you in Chicago already? Yeah, we were. We were in Chicago at the Chicago Critics Film Festival just last weekend. Um, Tony Grayson, who's the uh, writer of it and actor, he performs at, um, uh, he performs a lot of characters and pieces at a place called The Shithole, um, which is kind of like an underground, like, alt comedy club. And uh, so he was there with the movie, and uh, we got a we got a really good turnout for that. Nice. Huh. All right, sorry, I was just looking. I'm actually driving through Chicago on Friday. Because oh no shit. Well yeah. Well I'm sure it'll be show if you like weird uh let's say challenging comedy, uh the shithole is a really fucking cool place uh, to check out a show. Like they they put up a lot of really, really cool stuff. I like that they have a a shithole shirt with Schwarzenegger on it. Um at least someone maybe? is wearing it in one of their pictures on their website. Or on some oh, copy that. website. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I am right now. I, I actually despise Chicago. I'm driving around it, but <laughs> What else do you do? I'm like trying to uh, go through here. 
was really let down that you're not you don't have like a thick Irish accent and we just have to ask you what you're saying every time. Um, I could do a fake Irish accent for a minute if you want. No, you don't have to lie to us. Uh, wait, what do you? Uh, okay, like most of my family is um from they're from the south. Um, so actually, this one really worked. I'm doing it's kind of a Dublin accent. It's probably not very good if someone's listening from Ireland, but you know it's all right. Like passable if you're like really drunk and like someone might buy it. But like my my relatives in the south, it's kind of like a lift sort of thing. So it's like they go get you know and it comes in the way, then they talk about it and they swing the circle away. So they could be here, so they got the reason. I don't know what he's saying. You know, <laughs> no idea what's happening. Yeah, right that means it's authentic. Yeah, if you can't knows. understand that's it at that's all, that's the key. No, that's well, a real found, If you just like stray further and further away from reality, like it's rural, the you get so many compliments. Like, oh, it's so real. <laughs> like, ah, really? I was, those weren't even words. It sounds like you have uh, just a lot of French fries in your mouth. You're doing good. It does. Well, you know, at times, late at night, that's the only thing they really have open. So you will have a lot of French fries in your mouth. Sounds about right. Um, so I do see you're drinking beer with me, so I'm not alone. So I got to ask what, what it no, is. No, I, I, uh, I didn't want to make anyone feel lonely. So uh, It's not the first time I've drank alone on this show. Mm-hmm. I think last week I drank alone and got incredibly drunk. That's also how I got through seventh grade. Yeah, I got real drunk in seventh grade. No, I didn't, Corey. Anyways, what are, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a I'm a Brooklyn's uh, summer ale. Ooh, oh, oh, hang on, I gotta make your face big. There it is. So it's a nice cool okay. sewage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Brooklyn makes a lot of really good beer. I wish I, I I don't I can't get it anywhere near here. I think Ohio's like the closest state, and I hate that state, so I never I just don't drink Brooklyn <laughs> beer ever. So that's a summer. You have a hard fucking Chicago, time getting through the, the country. Um, I, I've had a lot of terrible experiences in Chicago, although they do house one of my favorite burger places, known to man, Kuma's, Kuma's Corner. Okay. Every, uh, burger is named after a death metal band. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, and the food's actually really fucking good to begin with. Um, but, like, the suburbs, I'm fine with the suburbs. Like, I'm hitting, there's three breweries, uh, on the west side that I'm stopping at on my way to, uh, Munster, Indiana, which is where three Munster, Munster. Munster. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's the Illinois-Indiana border, and Monster is exit one. Okay. So. That's like the cheese? Yes, like Monster cheese, yes. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of Three Floyds Brewing? I have not, no. Okay. I, I, it's, I think it's a big Midwest thing, so you're, I mean, it is what it is. It's terrible for you because they make a lot of really good beers, but they're doing their yearly um, limited release. So this this town of like, hold on. I don't want to. I don't want to make any lies. So, I gotta. Um, my wife's deciding to do construction on the other side of the wall. Apparently, uh, let's see. So, Monster does not. So, there's twenty two thousand eight hundred and twenty five people in Monster, Indiana. Uh, okay. Once a year, Three Floyds releases beer, and thirteen thousand more people show up to pick this beer up. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. So the city, like the. The police get real lax on open container laws on the streets. Um, yeah, and like uh, I don't know what I don't know what kind of music you listen to, but Dying Fetus and Pig Destroyer are playing la- uh, this year. And last year was Amana Marth. Copy. Yeah, so that's. I'm going to assume that's a metal. That's not a jam band. No, no, Amana Marth is like a big Viking metal band. So their drum riser is like Copy. a Viking ship. I don't really okay. listen to it, but it was still pretty fucking cool to see. Um. But yeah, so that's why I'm driving around Chicago, and uh, for a beer slash Viking metal festival experience. 
Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. Just stand in a parking Solid. lot in uh, hopefully not the rain. And, Copy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my life. Um, I'm really. Matt, what are you drinking? Oh, thank you. Sorry, I, I've not had a lot of sleep this weekend, so I'm I'm very spacey. Um, first up, I got Collective Arts, Life in the Clouds. I can't do anything. It's a hazy New England style IPA for the hipster that doesn't want to chew on plants. And then, uh, speaking of, I had hipster lunch on Friday. I actually had kale chips with my dude. Kale tastes like soap to me. I don't know how it, you feel about it. This was this was scorched with a bunch of, I assume, olive oil. Oh, not seasoned well enough. I think it either needed more salt, or I would have preferred to have some uh, some parmesan Ooh. grated on top of it. Uh, but it was it was actual vegetation as part of my lunch, which was not a usual thing. I'm proud of you. I'm telling <laughs> you, I started eating a lot of spinach and asparagus, and my pea smells terrific. Oh, we had cabbage for dinner on Friday night, too. Oh, I bet your ass smelled terrific. Yes. It was cabbage with bacon, but it was amazing. Hot. Oh, <laughs> I bet your insides were not happy with you. No, they felt great. Um, it... it First time roughage in like 14 years, so just go for it. I love vegetables, which is weird. So speaking of vegetables, I'm going to drink this Oat India Pale Ale next from Central State. Do you think an oat is a vegetable? No, that was just my segue to say the other beer I had. And it's not a good one. It's just the it's the opening I had, so I took it. Um, they had your wife for me. Yeah, nothing. I was waiting for her yeah. to start fucking hammering nails through the wall again. And then <laughs> the way my life goes, she's going to slip and the hammer's going to hit me in the forehead and my death's going to be on YouTube. Hey, we finally get some viewers, probably. We probably would. I, did I sound like Jack there? Did I sound like too sad for my own good? No, not nearly sad enough. All right, good. I love you, Jack. Uh, I am drinking a drive-in style dog and suds root beer, which... I haven't tasted yet, uh, but it doesn't look like anything special. It looks like it might be from the people who do maybe Frosty uh, sodas. Uh, Frosty does a oh. blue cream soda or or Dad's root beer, but I can't imagine that it would be because then why would they have two root beers? But I'm going to give it a shot. Well, it could be like uh, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's where it's the same damn thing. Just there's like a dividing line. So it might Dad's might be in the north and something i don't know i'm just gonna stop talking that was don't not. they do that with um hellman's and there's another mayonnaise that does that as well uh, like hellman's there's one mayonnaise but then west of the rockies it's called something ridiculous i mean i will guess i should talk to the person who's from west of the rockies i don't know i uh i guess i gotta look it up well up in the rockies they don't want to talk about hell so hellman's really yeah i don't know it, it's got a little if you've ever drank uh, Fago Rock and Rye, it tastes closer to that than it does to root beer, actually. Fuck yes, I have. I used to love ICP. <laughs> it's not bad, just not a lot of flavor. But I also I have it on ice, so that might be on me. Um, Brendan, are you a big fan of the Insane Clown Posse? I'm not going to say I'm a big fan of them. You want to go to the Gathering of the Juggalos with me this year? I kind of always want to go to the Gathering oh, of the Juggalos. Yeah, that's, um, nice. that's another person. As a humanity <laughs> thing, like that. What was that documentary that it was like American a Juggalo thing? 
What was it called? American Gladiator. That was. Are you telling I me there's another I made one? Everyone in my value system watched that oh, like okay, ten it. times in a row. It was just. It it's just, really. I could not take my eyes off that thing. That was just something. Yeah, it's 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 really amazing. Um, they're like the nicest gutter trash around. That's something I think that's a kind way of putting it. It, it yeah, it is just like there was so much yeah the the mix of like open hearted sincerity yes that everyone seemed to have just so genuine and not putting on airs but then immediately just segueing into like these really confusingly specific kind of like things that didn't seem like idle threats you know calls yeah. to violence kinds of, it was really something. And just a real consistent kind of look over that whole group, like, you know, it was not, it wasn't a, it wasn't a racial or a gender thing. It was all mixed together, but there was a, a commonality of, of spirit. No one, uh, I was trying to think of a really good way to bring in face paint to that, that sentence you made. Be like, you know, <laughs> we don't see black, we don't see white, we just see face paint. We just see juggalos. We just see juggalos. <laughs> we just see black yeah. and white. There was actually um, in started Rorschach mask. (laughs) Okay, Brendan. Brendan, now the request uh, is going to be do an Irish juggalo. Doesn't exist. An Irish juggalo. Wow. Yeah. um, Okay. Let me give me a second. I want to get into character here. So while while you get into character, I just want to tell you this quick story. There was so I live in a suburb, uh, well, a suburb of a suburb of of a suburb of a suburb near Green Bay, Wisconsin. And there was a rack, a rapper named uh, I think it was um, Bloody Ruckus. He called himself, okay. but he okay. was involved in a sacrifice of a girl's pinky for a fallen juggalo, right. and he put the pinky in the freezer because he was going to eat it at a later date. Fast forward, I think he did like eight months in prison. I get invited to some rap show in in, in a nearby city. With bloody ruckus, I'm like I kind of want to go. Oh, he was performing, or he was just going to be at this party? No, he's performing. Got you. <laughs> it was, okay. Yeah, it was just at a Folsom prison. Pretty much. Last, uh, yeah. So, so now for your Irish juggalo. Oh shoot! I was so compelled by your story. Oh, um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to half-ass this as best I can. I, my apologies to any actual Irish people listening, or I guess actual juggalos. Um. Right, it's like all about positivity. It's like people want to say that we're like, you know, gangsters or like terrorists or like something like that. But it's not. It's like completely just like love. You know, it's like it's what we say. Like, you know, the juggalos are family. Like these people are my family. <laughs> Everyone here is my family. And and you fuck with my family. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to fucking cut your head off. I don't give a fuck because, like, that's fucking love. You know, that's fucking juggalo love. And fucking people don't understand that who aren't fucking part of the family. And you can fucking quote me on that. Uh, you did miss a whoop whoop, but... <laughs> I did. I didn't... If I had time, you know... If I, my preparation had been more solid, that would... If you had time to prepare a proper monologue... If I had time to prepare a proper Irish juggalo monologue, I don't blame anyone on this particular conversation for not giving me time but i was wrapped up in a compelling story about sacrifice and eating of a toe which is the most juggalo-y thing i've ever heard because it is like it's a sweetness to that it's like no man i gotta eat that toe i promise like there it's it's a violent act 
done out of a confused sense of like sweetness and obligation. Yeah, they're an odd people. I mean, I've I've seen huh. ICP a few times, and like everyone's usually really nice. You, they just kind of like leave you alone, like because everyone's there for the oh. same purpose. Everyone's there to see the same act, so <clears throat> no one ever I fucks just wanna, with you. I just want to say uh, the Irish Juggalo is like the baby pigeon. It, you you never see them, but you 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 know they've got to exist. They exist. There's got to be one, right? <laughs> Please tell like me there's some an really upcoming... confused girl with like the nattiest looking blonde Ugh. dreadlocks and just like a, a rosy beyond rosy face going on with like just totally covered up in some confused makeup style, like one <laughs> weird pink dreadlock just kind of shooting off at a weird angle. I, I really just... hope that there is. Um... Fuck, I, I had it. I lost it. Damn it. Fago needs a Fuck. potato flavor. That'd be really good. You make like Fago, Fago booze. Fago, Fago booze. like like a Fago, Fago whiskey. Uh, Fago corn beef. Fago corn beef. <laughs> Ooh, see, I could see like pouring a couple of red pops into a corn beef. In a, in a oh, man, I was thought I always thought red pop was disgusting, but I could see it. Red pop is is like a cream soda. It's just got a hue to it. Nah, I, th- I mean, I think Fago's cream soda is really amazing, and the, the, Fago's cream soda is very amazing. The, the root beer is also very good. Part. Never got into uh, red pop, although oh wait, no, Rock and Rye is like a cream soda mixed with something else. But the the red that. pop is a cherry soda, isn't it? I no, it tastes like cherry. Well, it tastes like cherry cough syrup, in my opinion. It's not very. Yeah, good. That's what I mean. Do you do you have Fago up by you, Brendan? No, no, absolutely not. Fago is not. I don't know where the line happens, but it happens well west of of the New York, New England area. Either that um, or I, the like... only time I ever saw Fago um, was either in Insane Clown Posse paraphernalia or I did a, a movie in Detroit like um, six or, God help me, seven years ago. And I like, it was just everywhere. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. is this? Like people would, people would make a point of like going and nothing with the Insane Clown Posse, just like local pride. Like people yeah. would. Yeah. Like would make a point. Strangers would make points about like you're drinking diet coke. Psh, you know, like get very fago proud. Yeah. Detroit yeah. is is like this I don't know, this nexus point because we have Fago, uh we we can rock the R C colas and uh we even have Town Club, which I don't know anybody else has Town Club. Yeah, I've never even heard of that. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. When I grew up, I grew up in in um in Boston, um, and we had Polar Seltzer was a huge thing, which I guess oh. doesn't really exist. We have it up by up by me. You have it? Yeah. Oh well, then f that. I guess uh, I was way off. Well, it's um, it's it's in like one grocery store, and there's only five or six flavors. But I do buy it on occasion. It's a fine seltzer. We also had, we had kettle chips before the rest of the world. Cape Cod potato chips were fine and delicious. Um, before. This uh, this kettle chip explosion seemed to happen. I remember eating a lot of those as a kid. Apparently, you can purchase Fago from their website. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. you, can, you can sometimes find yeah. Fago in Bebmo. Well, uh, we have we have these gas stations called Quick Trips, and they carry Fago, but they have like four flavors. You can get like huh. Diet Cola, Diet Root Beer, Diet Orange. They have cotton candy, but um, no, I'm not drinking cotton candy flavored <laughs> soda. 
Wait, do you guys have do you guys have those um the Bud Light Arita things they put in cans out by you? Yeah. They I did not see these until I was taking a road trip with my brother several years ago, and um, I was in Tennessee, and it was the first time I ever saw Clamo Rita in mm. a can. Mm-hmm. Oh, which God. was clam flavored Bud Light drink in a in a like a sixteen ounce can. Yep. Yeah, the, those uh, Bud Oritas used to come in like ten or twelve ounce cans, and now they're in like forty ounce cans because why yeah, they're not? jumping up. Yeah, I just assume it's because my the the state I live in is just entirely alcoholics. Well, I mean, you know, that's a lot of a lot of states can take a swing at that, but actually, no, actually, your state is historically alcoholic, isn't it? Yeah, have you ever seen like the top ten drinking countries, like cities in the in the country? Like, yeah, your city. Eight I'm of them are in Wisconsin. Beer, but, no, yeah. at least you're on your phone. You, you, I do. Yeah. See, yeah. this is the advantage. Exactly. See, I usually have to like make Corey talk while I get up and go pee because I have the bladder of a four year old. <laughs> uh, he just means hanging out in his oh, basement. I should, Your state I should. is like incredibly alcoholic, and yeah, I, I yeah. say that not pejoratively. Like that's you know tip tip of the cap. No, it really and and like I don't I don't drink nearly as much as a lot of people I know. Um, regardless of what Corey is about to say and how he makes fun of me being an alcoholic, but um, it's the the city I grew up in has, I want to say it's a mile and a half stretch, that is literally just. Bar, 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 restaurant, bar, 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 bar. You know, it's just, it's an L and it's just all fucking bars. And the joke was there's like more, there's, there's more churches and bars or like there's a church or a bar on every street corner in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And it's not false. You're from Sheboygan. Yeah. Yes, I am. Cause that is, I mean, I've never been to Sheboygan, but that is one of those, like those random, like, you know, when Johnny Carson would just pick a random, town from the midwest that sounded funny they'd be like oh what are they doing in sheboygan like that i think a lot of america is intimately familiar with that name just based on its phonetic pleasantness to say out loud yeah there's um uh, there's a big uh surfing following there like surfing is really big yeah because it's right on lake michigan and there's a huge stretch of beaches i don't know why like why it's not manitowoc or green bay but yeah sheboygan they would have um professional surf competitions there all the time like a guy that lived up the street from my parents house when i was a kid was a professional surfer and yeah yeah it was just and i guess i never really gave a shit um uh also not like for being a big dude i'm not very buoyant in water so i just kind of stayed out of the water um you can't swim in a fetal position matt you're always kind of rolled up (laughs) um there's a news station out of milwaukee that has a segment called that social boygan where they talk about like shit in the news Um, that's so (laughs) like that's so raven but pretty much yeah my wife follows the uh sheboygan scanner on facebook and yesterday (laughs) she sent me this picture and it was a guy who called 911 because he was smoking while on oxygen and had like third degree burns to his chest and then the next one, <laughs> just wait. The next one is man still trying to smoke, arguing with caller. So yep. he already oh, burnt Lord. the shit out of himself smoking, and now he's like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to smoke. He probably is I was going to say, he's Newports, like on the phone. He's like, and when you have the end ones come, have him bring a pack of Newports, God damn it. Yeah, I think it's somebody quick me a pack of Newports. I was going to say, Matt, uh, I don't know where we are on the scale, but where I grew up in Michigan – we had drive-through party stores. Um, I've heard of those before. I know, like, I, I have family in Houston, Texas, and they have drive-through liquor stores. 
Yes, that's exactly what that's what a party store okay, okay. for us was. I thought you could get like streamers. You just drive through and get yeah. some streamers and a no, and you a could banner. you could stream you get through streamers, it. balloons, and cocaine. <laughs> that's the party store. Pop the trunk, they'll throw like a, a, party. a key in the back. Want a party? <laughs> yeah, when I when I moved to California and somebody said, Oh, I'm gonna go to the party store later, I'm like, Oh great, give me some give me some soda and they're like, What do you No. They they have candles and shit. What are you talking about? What kind of party is that? Oh, a, a party. Yeah, wrong kind of party there. Party. Yeah, it's for children and <laughs> Yes, exactly. Anyway. I mean, I, our our party stores in Michigan are are like what the the clowns go through before they have to go deal with the fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, either way, either way. <laughs> you need supplies. Yes. But it Drew Carey, I think said it best. He's like it's for the drunk driver who's constantly on the go. Mhm. That's a good point. Oh yeah, I got I remember that bit. That wasn't that special he had that used to be on Comedy Central all the time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, God, I, I watched, I guess, yeah. We probably, I think everyone everyone here speaking probably a lot, watched a lot of midday Comedy Central programming in their youth. Yeah, I, um, when, so, I mean, obviously when I moved out and got different, so I had, uh, you probably have, what, Cox or Comcast, Brendan? Oh, <laughs> uh, we have, one of them ate the other one, and now it's, Spectrum. Oh, Time Warner and Charter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that same thing happened here. So I had Charter growing up, moved out of Sheboygan to Appleton when I moved in with my now wife. We had AT&T U-verse because I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing ever. So Comedy Central like changed where it was. So it stopped being channel like 42. So I could never find it. So I stopped watching it. And now we just don't have TV. But uh, Comedy Central, it seems, well, we have Sling. Which I think I get Comedy Central, but I watch True TV or just Netflix. Yeah, it gets it's kind of amazing the how, like, because I, I don't know, I think we're all probably around the same age. Like, I initially when I you know got moved out of the house and got into college, I didn't get cable because I was like, well, I can't afford cable. Yeah, I will soon have it when I'm a grown up. But then technology just kind of evolved around me where I was like, well, I don't fucking need to buy that shit. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> like, we... I can just get Sling or I can get you know any shit. Yeah, we we have um like I said we have sling and then we have an antenna because the wife can't go without watching her Packers. Dude, hey, God bless her. I have an antenna and I use that for uh yeah, the the big sports games whatever they are like, you know, national stuff and then um what occasionally occasionally I'll I definitely I will I don't know how you guys feel about it. I I will still watch the occasional live Saturday night live not because I think it's going to be particularly good but it's like comfort food from being a kid mm-hmm. you know it's like eating like that chinese place around the corner you grew up you know on it's just like i don't know if this is objectively good i'm not going to ask anyone to do it with me but it feels nice it right feels now right. i know it the format right um to be perfectly honest if i'm awake late enough on a saturday night to watch saturday night live i'm drunk oh yeah no well the ditto but yeah. you know all depends on the ins and outs the the like are you having sex with a female? Oh God, no, no, that. Uh, <laughs> you, don't know how, you don't know no, how to do that. But um, no, the uh, <laughs> the ins and outs of. Well, I guess maybe <laughs> yeah, that would be one of the things. There's many ins, many outs. So many considerations. Um, I should I should mention. So Jack, our mutual friend that we mentioned, We Studios Jack, yeah. just messaged yeah. us on YouTube and it says, "I've been listening to you guys my whole trip from Staten Island. I have no frame of reference." He says the train is shut down downtown and I had to pee so bad so now I'm listening to you guys at an empty Irish pub 
in Fiddy. Which one? I don't know. Jack, which Irish pub are you at? I guess you can, Brendan can hear you. You can hear, fuck this, fuck this. I don't know, Jack. I don't know what Fiddy is. What is F-I-D-I? F-I-D-I? Fit, fit, Fidix? Fidelity? I just hope that he's Fidelity listening Fidelity? to us while peeing at that pub. I hope he's listening to us dick in hand. Wait, what's the context? F-I-D-I? Yeah. Ironically, you mentioned getting up to pee as I finally peed after 10 minutes of playing it cool like I wasn't here just to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what a fitty is. Well, Jack, I, while I you're there, know. your mission is to find someone who's authentically Irish that is also a juggler. the ICP. Yeah, yeah. So it's an Irish pub in fitty. Is that, is, that a, 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 is that one of your silly neighborhoods? Not that I'm aware of. I've been here a minute. Fitty. Fitty. Uh, Financial district. Uh, oh. I had to Google that. I, that's, I, I swear to God, I really... Would that be the FIDI? I had nothing. They're the FIDI? I guess it's the... I guess... If you said FIDI, though, I still would have thought you were talking about like a, a toolkit store. He already like, said he's I, hanging out I with the young know. hipsters now, so... Yeah, Jack's all, all about uh, shortening words. Like, he's about the FIDI? He's about the FIDI and... He definitely, he definitely will appreciate a nice beer. Oh, very good. And then maybe he can, after he's done in Fida, he can cruise up to Nolita. And, Look, don't uh, be so basic. And I dancing around in Spaha. <laughs> I don't, now I'm confused. I heard, I, I caught basic. I knew that. What is, <laughs> uh, I want to go to Hell's Kitchen. I like that show. Doesn't that take place in California, yep, that's though? That's it. No, the totally. The whole economy is just based off Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the show takes place in uh, California, and I'm pretty sure if I went to Hell's Kitchen, I would just curl up and scream about how much I hate all these people. Yeah, that's about right. Um, <laughs> we've only known each other for a small time here, but I think you got it about straight. They're actually... I can't help me. They're mostly gone now, but even, like, a couple years ago, there were still these, like, Hell's Kitchen-y blocks that, like, you know, would just be, like, a weird bar that was like one level and like a green door and people just openly selling cocaine behind the bar but so is hell's those... kitchen a shithole like i i guess i, I know nothing no about no it. it was it was historically but it really really completely 100 okay. is not okay it was it was a rough area like for a very very long time because it was um right near the docks on that yep. uh okay. section of manhattan so it was mostly dock workers and uh a lot of like um, you know, what what you'd call like old fast old fashioned northeastern union folk. I'm uh I'm looking at it on Google Maps and I just I feel like I visited it. I turned on the old satellite <laughs> view. I could drop down to a street view if I need to, and you know, I feel like I'm there. Oh, there was a great I just love the differences uh, between New York the whole metro area and San Francisco. In, in New York, you've got Hell's both, Kitchen. In San Francisco, you've got the Tenderloin. It's just so opposite on the spectrum from each other. They're different. I mean, they each they have their own ups and downs. I've never been to San Francisco. That is just probably the don't ever go. It's terrible. Pro- <laughs> I would like to. I want to. I've heard it's, it's the architecture is very interesting and it's got its own unique. Oh sure, whatever's standing uh, at that moment. Because there's a homeless on, on every corner. I've heard about that too, but that's also. I mean, that's not just San Francisco. It's just increasingly so because so isn't it, it's more expensive to live in San Francisco now than New York, right? It's pretty close. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it, the homeless blood. the homeless situation is like out by you, but we don't deal with it because it's fucking forty below all summer. And I know you guys have cold that's, too, yeah. but 
you're also still a major, major city. Jax's is at Murphy's. Murphy's. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, I know Murphy's. I was at Murphy's. Um, no lie, Jack. I was at Murphy's um, last month because I had to go to a union thing. And uh, Murphy's was around the corner. And we went there because the white horse was too crowded. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, since we've, I mean, we're 40 minutes in, we should probably talk about the uh, agreed-upon viewing for this week. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, this is nice, but if anybody wants to jump in on <laughs> Just, that, I'm totally down. I'm fucking, I, I, like I told you. So, um, yeah, I don't really know where to start. It, it's It was a show, a BBC show called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And uh, Brendan, had, it, when we started, because this is all short notice, obviously, last week, we d- did not know that Brendan was coming. We didn't know what we were watching. Um, so when he's... I'd like, say 90% through the show, I didn't know what I was watching. But I thought I loved the style. Like, it, it obviously, it has um, multiple characters who were in the IT crowd and, and Matt Berry's in Toast of London. So it, yep. it's like the style, it, although I fucking hate singing in TV shows. So when he sang... Uh, towards the end, I got really upset, and that's also the reason I gave up on Toast of London. It was because he was singing in every episode. But I loved that well, song because it was you so mean one track lover on the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was straight up was Miami Vice, Don Johnson's heartbeat. It was perfect. <laughs> it's actually a really listenable song. Yeah, it's a really good. And there's an extended cut um, you can find online because they recorded a three and a half minute version of that song, but they only used the little bit in the show. Um, yeah, dude. I, I, yeah, I'm so glad you guys uh, checked it out and it wasn't too weird because I, 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 you said like, yeah, pick something, whatever. And the first thing that came to my mind, I don't know why, I was like, I, I, I could talk about the show for like, you know, I had never heard of it. For, so yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't. It's you know, a lot of times you bring up a show that was like over in England or something, and you know, people will be like, oh, it was just really big in in Britain and you know, in the UK, but like. Apparently, it really wasn't that big over there either. It was just so weird. And it was on, yeah, it was on uh, Channel 4. It was just on, like, regular-ass TV. Yeah. And I saw it when I was over, I was going to school in Ireland. And, um... Shocker. It was, you know, they have, like, you know, four yet, right? Shocker. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, over there in 2005, like, we didn't have, like, a satellite connection. And there was no cable. So, in the, in the where I was living, it was really just, like, you know, six TV channels. And you just watch whatever's on. There was no internet in the dorms. Um, so we just would flip around. And I just saw this thing on at night. And I was like, what in the name of God is this thing? And me and actually Laura, who was, I was saying um, directed the, the movies we were talking about earlier, she was also in the program in Dublin. And we both were just like, what is this show? And we just became freaking obsessed with it. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was super, super weird. But you see like the talent and all the people who are in it and like... It, it, I just think it's one of the funniest, most like perfectly put together things like ever. I mean, yeah. So, what was your guess take? <laughs> well, a bit, a bit of backstory on it because I'm guessing a lot of people have never even heard of this. But uh, of course, yeah. it was a six episode mini. I can't even call it mini series. This is a six episode run um, called Dark uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and it is uh, written by Garth Marenghi, who is author, Dreamweaver, visionary, plus actor. That does fuck. I love that so fucking much. But um, the, the whole like concept is that this was a TV show that they recorded in the 80s, and it was just too terrifying for TV, and now all these people want it. So they released the show with um, 
like inter- short interviews and some some uh, commentary. And so like some shit will happen and then they'll bust in and um, talk about what they did, like the the eyeball fuck scene. And they're talking about how it was like a closed set and all this shit. And um, we told the actor because he didn't know what he was walking into when he came in there. And we're like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be really tasteful with this. We, they moved all the extras out that they could, and so it was just like ten people who had to be there. And 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 they they turned down the lights and stuff. And it was just like this whole description about the they convinced the actor to get raped by an eyeball in this scene. <laughs> yeah, very tasteful though. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very tasteful. Um, it, it, dude, it was just such like a. I, I think, like we we ended up watching Unsolved Mysteries last night. We were at a friend's house, and we were just we were just all loving Unsolved Mysteries because it's so like cheesy and poorly shot. And like I'm not a film person at all, so it's and and I know like when Jack comes on and he talks about shots, and you know we've had a couple other film types on and. Like I'm just like this is fucking hilarious to me, and I like how like terrible and cheesy it is. I'm sure uh-huh. you see it from a different standpoint with because you you I believe you said the greatest thing ever put in front of a camera. That might be. I mean, it's up there for me. It it really like I just like every single it it's it's hilarious. But even then, again, when I first watched it, you know, I was I was I was a lot younger, and I hadn't and worked in like you know on the production and the movies like for for as long as I had, like they just made, they make so many specific wrong, slightly weird choices. Like, it's like, you know, that they have, they, they'll like ADR a whole scene for no reason, just in one character. Yeah. And you don't notice until you like watch it again. Or they like, you know, there's, they'll just move a background person like on a, on a reverse shot in a way that it, it's not insanely tele- obvious, but like you just, if you rewatch it, cause I rewatched the whole damn thing again. Like, yeah. you know, when I was going to come on and talk to you guys and like, I, I was still noticing all these tiny, ridiculous. So I rewatched things they made. the first episode on Friday at my buddy's. Cause I'm like, you got to Cause he, him and I have the same sense of humor. So I'm like, yeah, do you guys see the show? And it was, yeah. um, when fuck, what's his name? What's his name? I want to use the correct name. So Dean Lerner. Yeah, yeah, he basically is like, if you don't do what I said, you're going to get this hand. And he raises his hand, and instead of the camera just like zooming out, it just like shoots over real quick and then back. I didn't notice that. So, like, it's funny that you mentioned like all these things that pop up the the second time through. Is um, I I spent just so much time of like the first three episodes just being like, why does this exist? And why isn't there more of it? All right. So, one thing I want to talk about is that in the 80s, there were. There were a lot of anthology shows that were based off of horror properties. Uh, we know about uh, Freddy's Nightmares. There was a Friday the 13th, the series, and they didn't have anything to do with the shows. And, of course, there was Tales from the Crypt. But there was also Ray Bradbury had a show that were, I guess they were based off of short stories and stuff, but maybe also just scripts that he did for the show. So he would come on and introduce the episode, and then they'd play whatever. And that's what this reminded me of, is that they take the 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 fictional writer and and they say oh yeah we're gonna give him a series but in this case he created a series where he also stars in it and it is taking place in in one setting but each of them is sort of a monster of the week thing uh which i can easily see stephen king doing uh but it was just so bizarre but it did fit pretty well with that 80s quality 
but in the 80s quality of like this would not last for very long and i think a lot of those other shows lasted a little bit longer um there was a point where they introduced the the alice lowe's character uh, madeline wool and uh she's psychic and so when she first comes in and she touches this guy's hand and they both just start screaming uh, because of this vision that they have with each other and she falls over. But then there's a part where I think Dean Lerner looks at her and he's like, so you're psychic, eh? And she says, yes. And then she blinks her eyes and her eyes are completely black. Yeah. And then they go back to normal. And it was just so subtle for and, and for no reason at all. It was just like, this is to illustrate that she's psychic. And I just died right there. I was like, okay. This is this is pretty good. I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but one of my favorite lines is when the the weird guy behind the desk is like, "Can you start today?" And she goes, "Do I have time to go to the toilet?" And he just goes, "No." And she's like, no. "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they, uh, the, the, again, so many like little little things, but the way um, even the way just like they have the the only one female character, and they're all patting themselves on the back, and the um the interviews about like writing like real strong, like women characters. Mm-hmm. And even for like, if it's a fictional eighties that the, like the, uh, you said Madeline wool, the character was just like psychic, like super doctor. They just, they're asking her to like, you know, wash the dishes and like, you know, for shopping and yeah. clothes. Yeah. Like it just is so hilariously ridiculous. Um, yeah, I just, I, that show makes me laugh like few things. Cause it just goes from like zero to 11 so quickly. They, I mean, the, the end of the first episode is a, a zombie comes up at the funeral. And then there's, I think literally like yep. a minute and a half of no dialogue and just people discharging firearms, just like shotguns and pistols and just like shooting at this yep. freaking yep. zombie coming out of the ground. Like it doesn't make sense. It's on all like sides of the line. Like none of it like matches. It's just firing weapons and like then a flame gets a flamethrower. Out of nowhere for no reason. It's so inspiredly ridiculous. I don't know. I, I just, yeah, man. I I've always been a big. I'm really fan glad. Of I'm, I'm glad sh- you guys liked it. I'm also glad to just share it with anybody because, like, yeah, people people have not not heard of it a lot, which always surprised me. But then I'm like, well, I only know about it because I was happened to be you know UK adjacent when it was on television. I I um I want to interject here real quick, Jack. Spent fifteen dollars on a data data overage plan just so you can stream the fucking recording of this. Jack, I will buy the next round at Murphy's or any other bar. Um, thank you, Jack. Hell, I want to I want to buy Jack a beer, but I want to buy him a beer here, not there. Because okay. what you should do is you Jack should buy Dan a beer and then Jack will drink it. One beer there, I could probably get three or four here. Let me tell okay. you a little well, something you about some of the bars here. One time. Uh, there's a place down the street. It's called Romy's Nightingale. There's a massive fucking cow on the roof of this place. Uh, my buddy and I got four beers and two Jello shots, and it was fourteen dollars. That is different than here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was in Vegas and my uh, for a conference, and, and the guy I was with and I got um, uh, vodka and sodas, and two of them were nineteen dollars, and they were just like the little plastic cups. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> Like, I yeah, hate this there's, place. there's a point where it just wears on you. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been trying to talk Jack into coming to visit because he uh, says he misses grass, and I'm like, I it takes me two hours to mow my lawn. Come mow my lawn for me. Man, I'd like to point uh, out also that Jack, if you miss grass, like you you grew up in Staten Island, it's right here. Like you know, Jack Jack didn't grow up in you know the fertile plains of the Midwest. 
No, yeah, that that's that's true. I mean, I think he's. I don't know. He's just being Jack. I also just want Jack to come visit so I can kill him in my field and bury him in my yard. Uh, and then visit that, is that part of the yeah. podcast, Doc? No, not at all. Hey. I'm going to visit his body every day. Uh, and just go, <laughs> Hi, Jack. I just have to ask: is it is it a real cow on the roof? No, it, no, it's like a big plastic one. Okay, so it's not just a cow that got up there somehow, because I can believe that. No, there's of your town. There's uh, in Door County, which is like the peninsula of the state. They have a restaurant with grass on the roof, and there's goats up there in the summer. That's, yeah, that's a normal thing. Yeah, I could, I could see it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Back to uh, Garth. Garth, yeah, Maringi's. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think you guys were saying, or you were saying earlier, like, yeah, there's so many people on that show who you'd recognize, like um, uh, Matt Berry from. You know, the IT crowd and Toast to London, but uh, Richard Ayoade from the, the IT crowd, yep. but also, I mean, he's just one of like the funniest, weirdest I really like, guys like, on British like, television in the last yeah, I 15 like, years. I like him. Like, I, and I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> so this was on in 2004. I don't know when the IT crowd was on, though. So, like, I don't know if this came first. I think it was after, but I, I also oh, am no. not sure. IT um, crowd was tw- uh, 2006 to 2010. Oh, I, I right. forgot okay, who was on the Mighty Boosh. Uh, but Mighty Boosh was, I think, after as well. Um, let's see. It just says, I'm looking at his Wikipedia, and it says 2006, or 2000-2006 is Garth Marenghi's shows. <gasps> I think there's, oh my God, there's more Garth Marenghi shows. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, Man to Man with Dean Lerner. Mother, fuck, what? It's there, a different, it's, oh. it's very different. It's much more like British. It's like a fake chat show. But it's 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 the character of Dean Lerner hosting a chat show. No, so there's no there's Garth Marenghi's Netherhead. Oh, what's this? Yeah, low budget comedy horror. Oh, it's a stage show. Damn it. Yeah. See, no, it was it was a stage show, and then it became a TV show, and then I think they did another stage show afterwards. Motherfucker. Yeah. 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 Mighty uh, Boosh started in two thousand three, but this is. What's funny is he plays the character who's who's the what is he the editor for he's his publisher he's his publisher of his book his publisher and then they convince him to be the actor in the show but it, his it's funny because the the bad acting he does in the show it's essentially Moss from the IT crowd mm-hmm. like that's what he winds up playing he he takes that bad acting and he makes one of the most beloved characters from from geek tv uh with it uh that we all yeah. watched and bought into so it's really it, yeah it, it's early work for him because uh, it looks like other than muddy bush he'd done nothing but shorts and stuff before this yeah he um yeah he prior to that yeah he was one of those what's the name of the damn thing um the cambridge footlights was like um it's this famous like you know Kind of, uh, I'm gonna. If anyone went, was a member of the Cambridge Footlights or was involved in, I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher your beloved institution, but like it's at you know, freaking Cambridge in, in England, and it's like kind of like their version of the if the National Lampoon had like a stage show, oh. and like a lot of like he was the president of it, I think either before him or right after him, John Oliver was, uh, Stephen Fry, uh, Hugh Laurie, uh, both were involved in it like back in the 80s emma thompson was in it uh there's like an insane amount of like famous british actors and comedians who are all part of this uh kind of stage comedy troupe at, at cambridge in england 
Um, and I think like, right, if you do that, I mean, you know, England's, it's a big country, but it's sometimes seems much smaller. Like you can just, if you basically, if you go to that freaking thing, you're at least going to be like a chat show guy on England for the rest of your life. Like, you know, you kind of made it, uh, so you see a lot of those guys like from a really young age, just kind of doing really high level stuff in comedy. I just want the awkward silence. <laughs> what? Nobody liked my diatribe about British <laughs> no, I, uh, comedy clubs at university. <laughs> I wanted to give Corey the opportunity to hop in if he wanted to, because I just, so I literally, my brain is just literally a gerbil in a wheel. So a lot That's... of times I jump around a lot and, I was reminiscing about how he's like, hey, you should listen to this podcast called This Sounds Serious. I think you'd really like it. And then I found out it was fake. Yes. I, and that fucking pissed me That's off. That's a really good joke. It, well, so I was listening to it. I'm like, this sounds scripted. I'm like, Cause it, okay, so the podcast This Sounds Serious is about this girl who listens to all these 911 calls. And she call, she contacts the people who made them and figures out like what was going on. And I'm like, this sounds just too fucking out there. And it like no 911 call has ever sounded this good. And then finally, I'm like, I got to look it up. And it's like, this is, it's just scripted, a scripted show. And I'm like, this is, this, it upset me when I found it out. Because <laughs> it upset it's, you? Well, it's not, it's like, it's so out there that I wanted it to be true. And then when I found <laughs> out that it, it is not true, I'm like, because no one fucking acts like this. No one calls 911 because their brother is dead and they just complain about how the floor's wet. Yeah, they keep going back and forth. It's like, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go outside, or I've got to pee now. So yeah, and just keep hanging, putting the phone down, and coming back later on and arguing with the nine one one caller. But that, that was why I didn't tell you, is because one, I thought it was gonna be really fucking obvious. But I, well, two, I just wanted you to discover it on your own. I, I, it was very, very obvious. But I wanted so badly for it to be real. <laughs> you wanted that, it to be real. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I'm gonna continue to listen to it, but no, it's, it's. It's weird. It's funny, but it's weird. But it, it's it's one of those. It sounds like one of those professionally done like serial or something like that, where they just take off and it's a true crime podcast. That, but you can tell there's a lot more behind it than the the shit that we do. There's there's all this popularity behind podcasts now, and it's great. Yeah. But all that everybody's talking about is the stuff that's made by people like from PBS or that actors or comedians do on the side. Yeah. So you know, your Mark Maron stuff and everything, which is absolutely fine. It's not like none of them are bringing stuff to the, the platform. They sure as hell are. Yeah. But then everybody gets an idea as to what a podcast is. And that's not necessarily where podcasts started. And maybe it's time for the, the platform to elevate. And this is what is going on with that. But I feel like that's cool. It, it, we're the we're the pirate radio aspect of podcasting. Yeah, you know we're um, still we're in the mix, and we have just as much ability to be discovered as as any of the big shows do. But they are the ones that float to the top of the the recommendations, and you know we're we're not. I'm in a bunch of podcast groups. Like when Dina was on last week, she was talking about the podcast association that she's a part of and everything. I'm in a lot of those boards and stuff. But when I see people talking about it and trying to start up. I'm always like, yeah, that that sounds great, mm -hmm. but you're obviously you're going for a different level than what we are. And I don't feel like I have a lot to offer in the conversations with people about like what kind of equipment and editing and all this stuff. It's like we don't fucking edit. And just <laughs> it's published as soon as this thing is done. We used to have opening music and shit. And I don't even know if that winds up in there anymore. No, it's still but, in there. Jack still does I, our trigger warning. I still have the the, uh, the 
the network open. We used to have ads. I noticed, I, noticed, I noticed you had Jack do your trigger warning. That's solid. It makes, yeah. makes someone, he's got a very comforting voice. He really does. He does. Um, I used to put yeah, ads in, but no one, we don't get paid for ads, so there's really no urgency other than I'm just doing someone else a favor. Yeah, but I, I just like doing them. Well, but yeah, I, you don't edit, the, you don't quote unquote edit the show. Neither no, do I do not. I. It just that's fine. why i don't care yeah yeah i mean i care but i don't care. well yeah it is what it is it, it hasn't like our, people haven't stopped listening because i took an ad out right so they really they look you guys yeah you don't have that sweet stamps.com money coming through fuck no. <laughs> i thought about like, and that's blue, the thing blue is apron i do cool. fake ads on on one of my other shows sometimes where i just i try to come up with something on the fly that is usually uh a pounce off of some other ads that are on other podcasts and everything yeah. But it it's more just to be in the practice of doing it if it's something ever did happen where we got higher up and we took advertising. But we would we would be weird because we would need it to be something that we actually gave a shit about to talk about it. Like anal beads. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that tie to the corners of your Casper mattress because Casper is under three nights of sleep. Find out if it's the right mattress for you. So that's how you wake up when you roll out of bed and the anal beads come tearing out at an alarming Maybe. rate because it, it yes it you has, pop out of bed in the morning yep literally what a fine start to your day your mattress because your mattress isn't good enough and you're too concerned about getting down to the post office to mail a package no, you, using old fashioned you, you gotta <laughs> make it and to the go kitchen right through your new pair of me undies right exactly <laughs> me undies meant to keep your ass intact in the morning uh right before you drink uh from your nespresso machine so what this is this i don't know man isn't espresso I, any I, good? I, Do you know? I thought you might like it because it's comedic. Nespresso? Um, but maybe I should have given you a warning as to what the show was oh, instead of just saying, um, have you listened to it? I, I think now that I know that it's... Uh, <laughs> Jack wants to market Wee Undies. Um, <clears throat> I'd wear them. Um, I think now that I know that it's fake, I can listen to it. But thinking it was real and then just hearing it, I'm like, this, there's no fucking way this is real. Yes. Like, um, my legal property talked me into listening to Homecoming, which is like a psychological thriller by Gimlet. But, like, David Schwimmer's in it, and Catherine Keener, um, Amy Sedaris, uh, I believe David Cross is in it, too. So, like, I can, I can take that with a grain of salt because there are all these weird conversations that wouldn't normally be recorded that are they're being played because I know it's fake. Whereas, right. in this sounds serious, you know, <clears throat> there's no fucking way that someone is this scatterbrained that he's calling 911 to tell someone that his brother is face down um, on his bed and dead and then just be like well I'm going to go outside and get some air and I gotta go to the bathroom like it just it was too out there it, it's the absurdity yeah. I, I find the absurdity funny but there was that, that one podcast that just started with uh, Kristen Wiig and Aaliyah Shawkat that I think the first episode came out and they've already signed up to t- turn it into an actual TV series or something. Hmm. No and that, that's, that's, funny. that's all fine, but it, it doesn't feel like they're making the podcasts to make podcasts. Right. You know, it, it's more like no, they're audio like, dramas. It's like a pitch for yeah. a first round of funding or something. And I don't, I don't mind that. I, I'm not against it. And I, I, I'm not some asshole who says, Oh, it's a sellout of the, the fucking thing. It's not, it's just, Someone's doing something different. If it was, it was friends of ours. If it was uh, Brett and Nicole, and they decided to do some sort of dramatization podcast, yeah. I would have no issue with that at all. So why am I upset if it happens to be someone who's 
Morris Evans. Sorry, I was what trying to. You, out, you were doing there. I was trying to look up um, the name of the podcast that you were talking about, the Kristen Wig one. I was on the page. It's called Sandra, and then thirty seconds later, a fucking video started playing. <laughs> Yes. I didn't see. Well, that might that might speak to the general point of the conversation. <sighs> yeah, you should get a Mac. No audio come from that. Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Matt, uh, you watch a lot of the uh, pornography, the Adult yeah. Swim stuff by Tim and Eric. Oh, yeah, yeah, I watch that too. Uh, did this kind of remind you of that? Because or or the the other shows that are on at that type time of night, like the. My heart, she yeah. holler. Or, I've never heard uh, of that the, one, but yeah, yeah, it has like that kind of slap sticky off the wall type comedy, where it, it like exaggerated comedy, which I think is really children's funny. hospital kind of stuff. Yeah, and obviously, like I feel like if I did a bunch of drugs and watched this, the show would be a lot better. It's not quite a too many cooks, but it's oh, pretty Jesus weird. Fuck, man! Did you did you watch? What like, I really. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, have you watched like the eleven other too many cook style things that they did that month? I I noticed that that seemed to you know understandably you know whatever hundred billion people watch something then yeah. it starts to you know they try and shove out everything they can after the fact. Um, but uh, I, I definitely saw a couple of them. But uh, and I and I, I saw I really the one about the mop. Um, but yeah, there were definitely a couple things that came out afterwards where. It you know it just kind of seemed like they were kind of searching around for whatever they had lying in the bin yeah. that they thought might might hit people, um, you know. And that's not a knock on necessarily even the people who made them. I think it's you just, know you, uh, got, you got to strike while the iron's hot. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, no, but one thing I love like specifically like so much about about Dark Place is I think it's an incredibly hard line to ride um, to be that ridiculous. And never wink at the camera because, mm-hmm. like, the one thing I, I think I hate more than anything else in comedy is when you know you have that kind of you know that, constant uh, fourth Benny wall Hill breaking. style thing where you just like wink and you're like, "Don't worry, we're all in on the joke." It's like that is the most deflating, <laughs> not funny thing in the world to me. And a show like Dark Place, where they're so in character, like, literally, like in the show, and then on the next level where they're doing these interviews. And they are so committed to the insanity of the world they built. And they spent so much time making these tiny specific choices and rules that make it all make this kind of demented sense. Like that, that, that's why I love it so much. Cause like they can say these ridiculous, ridiculous things. And you know, like, especially, uh, 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 character, Dean Lerner, who just goes on these rants about like, like basically just like admitting to murder and like people he's like trapped in his basement and all in the service of like not losing a client, but he's just so dead eyed and so serious about it. It's, it's just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about the show was, it was a little bit twin peaks, but it was closer to like twin peaks was supposed to be a, a soap opera, but then they had the soap opera within Twin Peaks as well that everybody was watching. And I feel like this should be the supernatural show that takes place inside of another show that is Twin Peaks-ish. And, and that's sort of what yeah. it was, is that yeah. we're watching a show that is really about the... We're walking, watching a documentary about this writer 
And he's telling us about how he made this program. I guess it's sort of what it is. But you're right. They they don't break the fourth wall beyond that. Like it's not, it never isn't taken seriously by the people who are involved in it. Mm-hmm. And then the little things that pop up, they they seem committed to. Like when, and I think it was the fifth episode when we find out that Madeline Wool disappeared and is presumed dead, and and they're trying to <laughs> say, oh yeah, you know, just... no, I think she's in this town, but she's probably buried there if she was buried. It, it's just these are the things that they just. They just completely go into it, and they're a hundred percent like, yeah, we, this is this is the whole thing with the characters. I I also think that like fourth wall breaking wasn't um wasn't really like a big thing until after the show came out. Like I, I want to say like yeah, late, late yeah. aughts is when that became a quote unquote thing. Well, it seems mm-hmm. like Basil Exposition did it in the second uh, Austin Powers movie. When did that come out? That was. Late nineties, I think. Uh, yeah, late nineties, ninety seven, ninety eight. But yeah, I mean, I was you know in service like the larger kind of goofy spy movie parody. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was that was all direct address stuff. But like, yeah, I just uh, I think you're totally right. Yeah, that that really became like kind of a trope in the middle of the last decade. Mm-hmm. But no, I just I all these these different like actors and all the weird kind of stuff they all went on to do. Um, uh, Do you guys um, ever hear of the movie uh, came out like a year ago, Prevenge? No, it's a terrible. Movie. It was no, but... Alice L- Alice Lowe who played um, Madeline Wool. She wrote, directed, and starred in a movie that um, I think you can get it on Schiller. Um, hmm. It was it, it was around like festivals like Midnight last year. It's about a woman who um, whose gestating fetus starts commanding her to murder. And she goes around just on a, a murder spree. Huh. It's it's, it's sounds, a fun movie. Uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, definitely definitely check it out. So it's kind of like Basket Case. Yeah, but it's maybe maybe significantly Britishly feminine. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's worth checking. I, out. I haven't seen movie. Milo, but isn't that the one where the guy's got some sort of thing living in his ass that? <laughs> I think it's one of the guys from the state. I don't know, but yeah, that she's done a lot of stuff. She's she's been in a lot of things. I I feel like she shows up in a lot of other comedy type shows like this, and then she's been in Hot Fuzz and The World's End. Uh, yeah, I didn't recognize her when watching this. It was really weird to me to find out how not blonde she is after seeing her in this whole time. Uh, yeah. Although the wig is ridiculous, it just it seemed to suit her. But yeah, she's. Because she's kind of a mystery. Actually, so is the guy who played Garth, though. Uh, I would like to know more yeah. about what else she's done. Because she was very good in this. Yeah, Matthew Matthew Holness, who was the, was the guy who played Garth, he actually... Um, he was supposed to play the Zookeeper's assistant character in The Mighty Boosh. I can't remember the name. Um, it was the American guy who was in Snuffbox. Did you guys ever see that show? Mm-mm. With Matt Berry? That's a weird as hell show. Um <laughs> I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, Matt, he was supposed to play that, but there was a contractual thing where he was, he wasn't allowed to appear on BBC shows because he was signed to another network for like that year. So I don't know. It seems like there was a bunch of stuff he wasn't in with the same group of people that he was just, you know, part of the, part of the regular group with. But no, it's, it is funny. how like, there's, it seems like over, you know, on British TV, there's like this group of people who just appear in each other's shows, like 
you know, the mighty Boosh guy plays the priest for a couple lines in uh in dark place and uh how they all seem kind of drift in and out of each other's orbit well i feel like it's that way with people who were in the state out here you know you just keep yeah. seeing them show up in the shows together and and people who've had association with them uh like paul rudder whoever will keep popping up and the things that they do yeah it yeah you you Kevin Smith was always like he got shit for the fact that he wanted to make movies with his friends and they told him that's not how it works. He's like, well, why the hell wouldn't it work that way? Why would I not want it to work that way? And and if you've got people who you get to be creative with and do something fun and interesting to all of you, then that's exactly what you should do. But I'm totally into checking out this uh, man to man with Dean Lerner because it sounds like it sounds like when Hef used to do the the show from the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, and it's exactly like I, that. I, I can't exactly imagine like that. that the that whole would intro be hilarious like with Richard out of a limo doing that. Trying... Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try and get my hands on that. <laughs> oh. Did you guys have a favorite of the different storylines? Because because what do we have? We had the first one where the the guy was a portal to hell, mm-hmm. and and yep. explodes, and and uh, the doctor's like. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, then we had explodes. the. <laughs> <to be> okay. <laughs> we had the uh, eyeball creature. We had the psychic going crazy and everything chasing around the hospital. I think that one was probably my favorite one. Uh, we really had a one, everybody yeah. turning into apes. Mm-hmm. Yep. The. What was the last and one? I don't ape, remember the last one. The main ape was played by Julian. Uh, was Julian Barrett or Noel Fielding? The one of the guys in the Mighty Boosh. I always get their names confused. The ape was. I think Noel, Noel Fielding, who I did not recognize until I rewatched it. <laughs> Matt, what was your favorite one? Uh, I, I'm, I really like the eyeball fuck scene. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, I, just... I think my favorite is just the pilot because there's so much insane stuff that happens in that first episode. Like, just the whole the introduction and everything about it is just so ridiculous. Well, that, that's a good way to put it because, I mean, for me, the inter- like. Uh, you, Brendan seemed like kind of nervous that we wouldn't care for it. I started watching a couple minutes of this on YouTube, which is very easy to come by there. And then I just went and got the entire series so that I have it forever and ever and ever. Um, God, that makes me happy. Um, <laughs> so just like I subscribed drunkenly to CISO so I could watch this series, not realizing it was available elsewhere for free Uh, (laughs) yeah i mean like the initial surprise that the show is what it is 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 really i think is what did it for me even watching the um the trailer or not trailer the the pilot a second time in like a week it wasn't it was it was better the second time it's like fun because (laughs) they get better with age that's not true (laughs) really good right out of the bag it may be that it's easier to to enjoy it knowing what you're in for as opposed to when the yeah, asshole just suggests you listen to a podcast that yeah. doesn't tell you that it's that, fake that's true yeah dick yeah whatever i assumed you knew <laughs> but i still we had to have a, a formal conversation regarding the issue <laughs> you assumed that you i didn't know it was out, fake that's important and i'm just sitting there listening to this guy talking about his brother french kissing a waterbed to death and, and like buying into it totally Don't, hey man <laughs> no see i'm sober you know, Corey, the beer doesn't make my feelings hurt less. 
Yes, it does. That's and you're drinking you wrong. Drink. <laughs> Halfway through it, I'm like, wait, that is the exact reason that a number of people <laughs> exactly. get Exactly. You're, you're doing it wrong, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Very hard. I'll tell you what, what does hurt right now. My bladder. Mm, copy that. It's like mid-episode piss time. So... Well, do do we have a lot more to say? And that was that was my then question is I mean if we we I know Brendan could talk all night about Darth Morang Garth Morangi. I always want to call him Darth Morangi. Sounds like a really awesome Star Wars character. Um wait for it. They're, they got enough, you know, characters in there. They eventually episode every letter 13, combination is going to Yeah, episode 13 like, of Star Wars is uh Darth Morangi and it's just an author, Dreamweaver plus actor. Visionary plus actor. <laughs> plus actor is so great. Um, yeah, um, so I mean, I, I've kind of said my piece. Like, it's a really good show, and I um, I want to, I plan to rewatch it, and I, I have, you know, plans to understand it better. But. So. Uh, yeah, I would just say anybody out there, if you like um, horror, uh, which I assume you're listening to this, you probably do. If you like. Um, tropes of crappy 80s television and you like really really tight uh writing this is just one of the funniest things and just like one of the most not like smart like social commentary smart but smart from like a construction point of view like i don't know i just feel like you can break this thing apart a hundred ways and like just rewatch it over and over again see all these little just intricate tiny jokes that are just planted all over the place and there's just a lot of like talented people in it who were were really young kind of figuring out you know what yeah. they were going to do and what kind of jokes and careers they were going to make mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so yeah. And, and, that, and like i said it's interesting hearing stuff like that coming from someone who actually like works in tv like i you know what the fuck do i know yeah there, there's stuff there's stuff i didn't get watching it when i was you know first time out and then you see like these tiny like Jokes that are just like if you were spending the time on set to like try and like craft you'd be like that is a waste of time that no one will get like the only person who could possibly get that is someone who watched it once and then watched it again ten years later after ten years working on the production end of movies. Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate it at this point because it's like it's just so stupid. It's so funny. <laughs> it 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 is a a thing where you have to know that this is the style of humor that you enjoy. Yes, uh, that's true. You'll know it's... if you don't want to watch it within five. Yeah, nobody. If anybody out there watches it in five minutes, and they're like. You know, it's just not reading with me. Maybe I should keep watching. Don't do anything else. You'll have a yeah. That's don't throw good money after bad. You will know immediately if you like it or not. Five minutes in. That's true. It's a really good. It's a really good point. Um. So yeah, the, I guess we can rank it then. I guess. So uh, Brendan is our guest. You have to go first. It's just a strict zero to five scale because I got lazy with it. Is that the zero to five scale where I rank it on how much I like it? Yeah, pretty much. So five is the highest and zero is the lowest. <laughs> yeah, you just you just want me to put you down for a five right away? Yeah, put me down for a big old five. <laughs> I mean, you can give a big long-winded explanation, which is what Corey likes to do. So, Corey. Okay, big. Give me a give me a big long five with an exclamation point. <laughs> I said <laughs> explanation, but you know, exclamation is close enough. That's. You know, I said my piece. I know what I said. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Touche. Touche, salesman. Corey, how about you? Uh, I'm I'm closer to a three. 
I, I, uh, I you're enjoyed closer it. to no longer on this fucking show. Is yeah, what I'm just saying. I'm Maybe I'm the bitter dick right now. <laughs> Maybe I'm the one who ranks everything low like you did for the last two years. Hey, man, but, I was looking at our scores the past fucking two months, and we've had nothing lower than a three. We've been wow, really, I thought I went lower last week. You, well, uh, you, I don't care about you. This is about me. That is how I feel. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I liked it. I don't know that I'm going to go back to it. Maybe in 10 years uh, when I get to guess on someone else's for a podcast, uh, hopefully with better production and a less drunk host. I know where you live. Now, 10 years Fuck. is a long time, bitch. I don't plan to live for 10 more years. Take yeah. me sweet death. We've, we've all seen that coming. I, w- I want to go where there's only dreams. <laughs> wow, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> Or that's Dio. I'm like, what the fuck 80s rock lyric are you quoting? That sounds like it could be straight out of that song from the sixth episode. Uh, yeah. One track lover. That, one track that, lover. That, that might replace... <laughs> Jack just said I sound like him. <laughs> I've made it. Um, one track lover might replace True Survivor as my power song. Yeah. It's a, it's powerful. Have I you, mean, but have you rap, listened to True Survivor? Down? Uh, have you have you listened to True Survivor, Brendan? True Survivor? No. What is True Survivor? The David Hasselhoff song that he sang for Kung Fury. No. Okay. I'm so when we're, doing when we're done here, we're wrapping up. So in a, in a couple minutes, you listen to that. You email yeah. me and you don't tell me that you wanted to spin kick your neighbor in the face after you listen to it. Copy deal. Yeah, it, I will it, check it out. Watch the music video too for a little little added little added boner. Uh, also, if you want to get get back to Saturday Night Live that we were talking about earlier, uh, I think it was last week's was the one with Childish Gambino yeah. uh, slash Donald Glover. And he did uh, a skit where it was, there was this song called I Saw You Walking in the Rain. It was a rap sort of revenge tune. And he yeah. it starts out with him doing the song and then it, he gets in the bar and he starts telling the the girlfriend of like all the things that he did to get back at her because he saw her cheating on him. But the song itself is so spot on to the, the rain song. And that was also from the time when rap had like rap battles, like somebody would release a song. So the rain song came out. And then I think the song that came up after it was called thunder and lightning, that was a response song. It was like how they had uh UTFO do Roxanne Roxanne and then the real Roxanne came out and did a song in response to it and they went back and forth for a while but I just I love that skit and that song so much because I could hear it immediately like oh shit this is, he's doing the raid and it was so yeah. excellent he was yeah that he's he's a talented young man uh but that yeah oh, that was God. that was so ridiculous that skit and like the same thing immediately I'm like I feel like that's a YouTube video of a song from the 80s someone showed me when I was drunk once and sure enough, I was like, "Yep, that was that was that." So I like so, how uh, Brendan failed to m- mention that you and Jack went to school with Donald Glover. Well, I mean, like we did, but like not like as friendly. I, I met, I think I met him maybe twice in exchange, like two words. But um, I will say he, my freshman year of college. So me, me and, and him were the same year as, as Jack. Um, there was like a sketch comedy group uh, that was holding auditions. And I went with like, you know, a couple of people and I'm sitting up there and like, you know, and if you can, you can imagine what a, a uh, 
sketch comedy audition looks like with a bunch of like 18 year olds, like just a lot of like people like trying too hard, turn stuff up to 11 or mumbling their way through. <laughs> and, and I just remember like it, they did it like um, they'd have like three people read a scene um, in groups. And, you know, he went up there and I swear to God, like this, like I just remember like sitting in the back and being like, oh, he's better than everyone. Like by a lot. Like I don't. Oh, oh my! This. Oh, oh boy! He's really good at this. <laughs> and it's, it's that moment when you're all enough. at school and you're like thinking about your futures and oh, I'm gonna go on and work from this and it, and and you know like only a couple people from your class are really gonna make it and you all look up to this yeah. guy and go, shit. Well, the numbers <laughs> yeah, just well, he's for gonna the rest be one of, of them. I guess it's between the rest of us. Um, yeah. No, nah, but like, yeah, he really like. And again, I think I, you know. We didn't we didn't know each other um, like really at all in school, but uh, he yeah he was just a super like talented dude like and obviously that is borne out um, you know I'm a big fan of like Atlanta and the last stuff he does um, but yeah yeah we went to, yeah me and Jack and him were all the same year and I think it's worked out pretty much the same for all of us yeah all I got is that Willem Dafoe was born in Appleton Wisconsin. That's pretty sweet. Don't you have a minor league baseball team too called the Red Wolves? We have the Timber Rattlers. Yeah, I made that up. Uh, oh my god, that's what actually from fuck? an Onion article. <laughs> no, There's that improv training it. kicking in. I was like, I was about to Google it. I'm like, maybe. No, there was there was an Onion. This is a really specific joke that no one will enjoy. There was an Onion article written uh, like ten years ago when the Red Sox had a particularly bad closer who like they wanted to put out to pasture, but they owed him too much money. So they wrote a fake Onion article that says, like, you know, manager tells Eric Gagne he's being sent to, quote, Appleton Red Wolves to work on curveball. And it was just about (laughs) buying a bus ticket to Appleton, Wisconsin, and they would just basically send him out to the middle of nowhere where he would die. Huh. Well, okay. Well, I mean, we're not that in the middle of nowhere. There is a minor league baseball. I think. But, you know. Blame the Onion. I know. I'm not not mad at you. I'm mad at the Onion by by way of you. It's it's like the how to serve man bit of oh yeah you sign this contract you're gonna go out to Appleton and 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 that's it with the Red Wolves and it turns out that the Red Wolves is literally a bunch of wolves out in the woods that they're gonna feed him to <laughs> and he just didn't read the contract far enough to find out that it's a cookbook I would like to point out that to serve man is a really good album and if either of you could tell me what band that is I will give you all the money in my wallet which is nothing no we don't know cattle decapitation I would not be I follow now. them on Facebook, so near. Uh, wait, what? I follow them on Facebook. Do, uh, why? Because they tweeted with Travis. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I'm like, how does how would Corey get to cattle? And I forgot that they yeah they toured with uh, Abiotic. You actually called me out on it early in the in the series of the show. You're like, you follow cattle decapitation? I'm like, yeah, I support my friends. I would love to meet the singer of that band, but I fear he's. I hear he's very nice. But I have met one band that was like my hands down favorite band at the time, and they were not very nice. And now I'm like, eh, I can't support them. I stopped buying. Yeah, music. meeting meet, meeting heroes is a risky proposition. Yeah, well, I met Jack, and he's lived up to all of the hype. Sad, and then some sad hype. Um, all right, Corey, we should probably do the outro. Matt, Matt you didn't I... score it. Four. And I'm leaving it at that because my eyes are starting to turn yellow. <laughs> All right. If you want to contact Matt and tell him how yellow his eyes are, 
Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at 805 328 3966. You can email us at pot it. at gncast.com. Or there. you can leave a message on the website. And you can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can give out your critical data and uh, they will sell subscriptions based off of you. And it's all right. You know, that that's what we do this for is to just give all our shit away. We're a podcast of terror in all those places. And you can find us via iTunes, uh, Google Play. I hear Stitcher's dicks now. So I don't know oh. if we talk about Stitcher anymore. Uh, but it's still there, I think. So if you want to, that's your choice. It's a Dave thing, not a me thing. I don't. Where are you you didn't read it in order. I don't know where you are. Uh, I'm at the part where you say, "Hey, if you want to help pay for this podcast." But did you pass up the bit.ly slash pot review if you want to review? Maybe. Yeah, you probably did. Anyways, if you want to give us money, uh, just do the thing like you do for read podcasts, but do it for us instead. Go to Amazon.podcastair.com. Shop like you normally would. Give us all the money. I even stole that line from Dan. Um, Brendan, where can people find you, assuming you want them to find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Brendan O'Brien, and there's only about 5,000 of those throughout the Northeast in Ireland. Uh, I'm not <laughs> very savvy with social media, but if you're interested in any of the stuff that I was talking about at the top of the show, uh, you can look uh, for Friday Film on Facebook or Alan Anders on Facebook. And if you are in Nashville, Denver, or New York City in the next two weeks, there'll be screenings for Alan Anders at the Nashville Film Festival at the uh, opening night of uh, the Denver Film Society's uh, short film screening on May 18th, and in Gowanus at uh, Rooftop Films No Escape. Uh, I wrote that down terribly. Uncanny. Anyway, Rooftop Films... Friday, May 25th, uh, Alan Andrews live at the Comedy Castle screen and at Videology in Williamsburg. Friday, uh, we'll screen at Vimeo's Lades with Lenses on Monday, May 21st in Williamsburg. Uh, there's information in there. It was a bit back and forth, so I apologize for the breaking that down. But uh, yeah, yeah. You, can find, uh, you can find either of us on Facebook, either of those projects, and myself as well. Fuck yeah. Corey, how about you? Uh, I do a show called Solutions to Fix the Universe over on the Ink Geek Studios. Uh, it's a kind of advice show where we're advising each other uh, how to get through this fucking weird life thing that we all exist in. And uh, I do a show called Else Nerds on this network with uh, Gregor Sprague and our producer Beatmaster. Mm-hmm. This week, I believe we're going to be doing some sort of roundtable, hopefully about the Avengers movie, because we didn't spoil it three weeks ago, because we're not those kinds of dicks. No, you're We're just different kind of dicks. dicks that do it three weeks later. Yeah, Matt. <sighs> yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Untapped at Matt the Lifeguard. Um, next, or you can find him at a urinal where he's definitely going to get tapped. Oh my god, I don't want to talk about it right now. Um, next week we're going to be watching a scary movie with uh, a man that I employ to make me less fat of a human being. His name is Joe Nissim. He's an Egyptian from uh, out by out by Brendan. He owns a company called... He's an Egyptian, not from Egypt. No, well, yeah, I think he was born there. Works. I don't know. We're going we're gonna to get to the bottom of that, but I think he was born in <laughs> Egypt, and, or his parents are Egyptian. I don't know, whatever. He lives over on the East Coast. I told him I had friends in Williamsburg, and he, I, I, it was like I ruined his life because he thought I was friends with A lot hipster. of people have friends in Williamsburg. Well, I don't know. I'm like, Jack's like the anti-hip. He's so unhip, he's hip. No, that can happen. Yeah, it could totally happen. I love you, Jack. It's kind of like when I went to a goth bar with a bunch of friends, and I was so bored, I went upstairs to a booth and fell asleep. 
And then my friends found me later on asleep in this booth, and they said, you out-gothed everybody at the goth bar by being so that awesome. belligerent and not giving a shit. That's so I don't awesome. know, man. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of the podcast. Here we will talk to you guys next week. Stay scared, everybody. Bye.